G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. It's often remarked that common sense has become uncommon. And if that's true, you may be one of the many people who are increasingly disturbed by the direction that many are taking living their lives. Simple has become replaced Simple has been replaced by complex. Contentment with what is has been replaced by always wanting more. And acceptance of the ordinary has been replaced by desire and demand for the extraordinary. Once upon a time, being reasonable was normal. But now, on so many levels, it now seems that being unreasonable is to be accepted. Well, let's talk about a new book. From broadcaster, psychotherapist and author John White, who's launched his book called Uncommon Sense, Reclaiming Humanity. John White, a special welcome along to 2020. Thank you, Neil. It's a pleasure to be here with you. John, when did common sense become uncommon, do you think? Oh, I think it's been it's been becoming un- increasingly uncommon over a fair, fair period of time. I was just thinking about that, that question uh, a while back, and when my mum and dad uh, were were uh, uh, in their sort of prime, and they were born in the 1915s around there, common sense was much more common, and um, we, we we were less technologically advanced, and we life seemed to be a whole lot simpler. Um, but I think it's uh, it's just increasingly it's become increasingly uncommon with uh, with increasingly clever technology and uh, and our abilities to do almost what we want these days. So I don't I don't think you can put a date on it, but it, it's been happening for um, many decades, I think, if not centuries, but certainly many decades, and it seems to be accelerating. I think if we look around us, we can certainly see that things are accelerating. You start your book talking about who we are as human beings and having worked extensively in a whole lot of different Christian ministry roles and counselling, you've begun to redefine religion so as to make it accessible to those who are seeking but don't seem to like going along to church. Give us a little bit of an idea in a nutshell of how you've pitched your book. Well, I've I've pitched it as a a, a fairly um, relaxed, uh, intimate conversational um, style, if you like. It's more or less a conversation with the reader, hopefully in a a non a non-technical, non-didactic sort of way, just a casual conversational way uh, to talk about the things that are concerns of all of us at some stage in life as we try to navigate our way through this uh, mysterious, wonderful, terrible thing called life. Um, and um, religion has been given a fairly bad, has had a fairly bad rap for, for, for a long time, probably ever since it's been around. Um, and so I wanted to redefine religion in terms that I understand and that hopefully people will understand also um, to make it, um, you know, not so much denominational or, or particular types of religion, but actually relinking the origins of the word really is, is, is to relink to the reality of who we really are as people. 
And, um, of course, most uh, sensible religions and philosophies uh, seem to agree that uh, we are more than intellects and physical beings. We are spiritual, soulish, or there's a mysterious spiritual element uh, at our deepest centre, I think. And so um, in, in redefining religion to get us to get away from the um, the bad rap that lots of religions uh, conjure up when people hear the word, I've tried to to uh, re uh, redefine it in terms that are that are real to me, are real to many people, and get away from the uh, this is what religion really means. You know, this it's either my way or you're wrong kind of idea. I guess as Christians, we would say. Here we have the Bible, uh, revelation of God, and we would have to say as Christian believers that what we discover in God's revelation to humanity is in some sense common sense. And moving away from that common sense foundation uh, to the uncommon sense uh, obviously has a different uh, a different trajectory, a different end even. And we might even say uh, a lot of the chaos around us might be being caused by the uncommon sense. What are your thoughts on the wisdom of God and uh, and the opposite? Oh, I think that's, that's exactly right, and that's my position too. I, I hesitate to use too much uh, religious talk, though, because that's often a turn-off. So while, whilst I agree entirely with, with the, what you've just said about uh, God's revealed truth for us about who we are and how we are to how we came into being and how we are to live that works effectively. Totally agree with all that. Um, uncommon sense. What, what I'm talking about in the book is that common sense, i.e., uh, living well, living correctly, living in the in the light. Um, and we would say living in the light of the knowledge of God in in Christ and all of that means. But living living correctly is common sense. But it's become uncommon. We've got into our into our imaginations and our pride and our arrogance and our cleverness and all those sorts of things. And and uh, we've decided that we don't actually need common sense anymore because we're so clever. The uncommon sense, I think, is what the world is running on and it's turned its back on the things that are actually true common sense, things that are truth like justice and mercy and compassion and caring for the planet and each other and all those sorts of things. Uh, and they've got away from that and that's why we've made such a mess of things. Uh, you draw attention to the idea that even when you're running with uncommon sense, that you are still looking for a meaningful life. Uh, what are your thoughts about where the uncommon sense may well lead, and uh, is it just good enough to be on the search? Oh, I think we've got. To, I think we can find. Uh, I think we can find truth. We can find justice. We can find love and meaning, and and we can find the essence of life if we. If we uh, if we seek uh, seek hard enough, um, diligently enough, certainly the search is the beginning. I think everybody's um, at some stage in life wondered what it's all about, and uh, everybody makes a search for answers to the big questions in their own way. So I'd encourage everybody to keep seeking and don't close our minds to um, to any particular thing, but but uh, plumb the depths of of everything from the depths of our own selves, which I talk about in the book as being more than just the superficial ego, uh, the intellectual, physical uh, aspects of us, but more um, the the spirit or soul, if you like, the depths of our being, which is the place from where common sense comes, i.e., if if we talk about it in Christian terms, we're talking about being made in God's image, and that image is love, 
and when we and when we are recognised in fact that we are actually love at our essence, that is our truth, and we allow uh, we allow our lives to be um, adv- uh, informed from that place. Then uh, we act in ways that that uh, work in life, um, and if we if we stay. If we sort of poo-poo that whole idea of, oh, you know, don't give me that religious rubbish, I, I know better than that, there is no God kind of idea. Um, we we uh, are trying to run our lives uh, without the correct information, without the correct resources, and that's why so many lives don't work. Well, John, without giving your age away, you say you've been on the quest for a long time and uh, the search has been on. I wonder whether, uh, give us a little insight here in a nutshell, your own story and the pursuit of common sense and the comparison to uncommon sense. Um, Well, let me just try and clarify something. First of all, there's only one common sense. There's common sense, and it's become uncommon, hence the title of the book. So I'm, I'm sort of not differentiating two types of um, two types of sense here. I think there is common sense. It's become uncommon, and we need to make it common again, if, if that's if that's clear enough. Um, well, my mum and dad, um, and in fact, for several generations, have been um, have been Christian folk, and they've lived, uh, you know, simple, hardworking. Uh, probably you know working class to middle class uh, rural lives um, they were the, their values were always uh, those of sharing of you know, Christian values of sharing and giving and and simplicity and caring for things and uh, appreciating what you've got and and uh, you know not making idols of, of any particular thing you know they lived uh, you know uh, following Christ the best way they could. So that was my my upbringing, and and we were a church going family, and always always uh, were. I think in the early stages, I went to church at the early service with Dad because I wanted to be with my Dad rather than anything to do with religion. But that, uh, of course, set the foundation for me. Uh, that uh, that formed, um, yeah, formed the basis of of me on which I built the rest of my life. Um, so, uh, what else can I tell you? You know, farming family, I. I uh, dropped out of high school because I wanted to to be home on the farm. Um, a rural industry, there's been a bit of a downturn in the 60s, the wool prices um, went down, and Dad panicked. Dad was a bit of a panic. He's a lovely man, but a bit of a panic. I saying, "Oh, this is no future in farming." So anyway, so I, I went and got myself a job as a as a, a radio broadcaster, um, and um, associated that with nightclub singing and a whole bunch of you know. Um, Things around that around that um, um, media type life. Um, then I went back to school as a as a mature age student. I went back to school after about eight or ten years um, doing other things as a mature age student, and back to school at university, um, and um, became a high school teacher. Um, and then I discovered that. Um, uh, in my work with kids, I, kids seemed to always relate to me fairly well. They'd come to me with their troubles, and I didn't really know how to deal with them. So I decided I need to get myself trained in, in you know, counselling, helping kids uh, deal with, with their issues. And that led me into um, giving away uh, education after about 12 years, and, and for the last 35 or so I've been um, trained, working, studying, and, and, and uh, functioning in psychotherapy and counselling and family therapy and those sorts of things. 
So, John, with all of that variety of experience that has shaped you all these years, uh, you're able to talk about what you coin as a universal wisdom. In other words, this whole idea of separating what is eternal and therefore has real value with those things that come from just the internal dialogue within oneself. Uh, This is an important element, isn't it? Because uh, where we search for uh, common sense, uh, where we search for wisdom, really comes down to how we might relate to God. I think that's absolutely right. that's, That's my position as well. And, and it seems to me there are two voices in this. There's a voice of me and there's a voice of God, at least, at least two voices. But those two need to be differentiated. Um, the, uh, um, the universal wisdom I'm talking about is, is uh, the wisdom of God, the wisdom of God revealed through the ages, through nature, through his word, through his prophets in latter times, through his son Jesus and through all the uh, organisations and so forth that, that have fallen from that. So universal wisdom, I think, is is the wisdom of God, um, and it seems to be universally understood um, across a whole range of religions and philosophies, in fact. Um, so we, we can't have the ability given by God to discern uh, what is truth and what is not, um, and that comes from that inner place, our deep inner place, which I call spirit in the book, um, or spirit or soul, but I, I use the term spirit to indicate um, the spirit of God, the, the mysterious wisdom, um, inner motivation of God from which uh, common sense and truth and, and justice and all the things that make life work uh, come from. Well, I know there'll be listeners who love the train of thought that you're on and would love to explore this all the more. Let me point them to how they can get a hold of your new book. It's called Uncommon Sense, Reclaiming Humanity. And John White, who lives in 2J in Western Australia. The book is on sale through bookstores like Dimex or Angus and Robertson, and you can get it online from the publisher, Coventry Press. You can also get it on Amazon, Booktopia, and the advice is shop around for the best price because in all of the different places where the book is available, you might find some different prices. John White, just great getting your insights. Congratulations on the release of the book, and thank you so much for sharing your thoughts with us today on 2020. Thanks very much, Neil. It's been my privilege and pleasure. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.